Hi, my name is Vanessa Black, and today's live stream is going to be a quick update. Like, I've been doing these a lot lately. I'm um, just kind of popping on here. No makeup, no hair, don't care. And I'm planning on giving a little update about what's been going on in the last 24 hours. So, for those of you that may be following along or just catching on now, um, I have a whole series on the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. You can go ahead and check that out by subscribing to my YouTube channel, um, liking it so the word will get out there. I also have a podcast that is distributed everywhere. And so this series is going to be on that podcast um, as well. And I'm a little backed up on my podcast to say the least. Got a lot of episodes I need to sit around spending like a day blocked out just scheduling those to get them, you know, around um, the internet sphere. But, you know, the live videos I've been posting in real time or podcast and posting in real time the audio version of this video. So if you want to check that out, you know, wherever you love to listen to a podcast, if you're into podcasts, I know I am a love podcasts, um, then you can go ahead and find it on your favorite podcasting platform and follow along there for updates and information and whatever else. So anyways, um, so, you know, as you may know, following along, my medical referral was denied by a higher level manager at the Alexandria, Louisiana Veterans Affairs Medical Center. It's been just over a week now since I learned of that. It's been over a week since the denial occurred, evidently, according to what VA employees informed me of um, a little over a week ago now. And, you know, I've been thinking about what to do about this. And, you know, I've received really excellent um, services and care from the local community-based outpatient clinic. Um it, it's, I'll just call it what it is. It's Fort Polk Seabox. Some of you may already know if you're paying really close attention to these videos where, where I'm getting my care from. Anyway, so I'm just going to go ahead and be transparent about that. I'm not physically there much anyway. So if anyone starts stalking, then whatever, like won't find me there. Um, I've received really excellent care there. But when it comes to like the Alexandria, Louisiana Veterans Affairs Medical Center, it's just one, been one damn problem after another. It really has been. And the United States Department of Veterans Affairs is a lot of drama anyways. And I cover that in my whole series, so I'm going to not harp on that. But, um, but you know, it's just been one thing after another. And most recently, it's been this medical referral denial. And the VA Mission Act 2018, which I've already covered in multiple videos now, you can find it in the playlist. Excuse me. Um, and it states that, like, basically, I'm supposed to have a right to choose where I get my health care from. That's basically the bottom line. Like, I'm not a lawyer, don't law degree, not legal advice. But, um, there's a section of it. I've actually put it in one of my videos and all these things. So I've been mulling over kind of like what to do. And I took a time out to kind of think over these problems I've been having um, and how best to address these problems. Because when it comes to the VA, it's just an ongoing problem. It seems like it's always something. It's always something. And, you know, as a military veteran, like you're basically forced into dealing with the VA. You know, I was on Ryan Stanton's podcast just recently. It's not published yet. The episode I was featured on. But, you know, I was telling Ryan on his podcast, Combat, his podcast, Combat Citizen, that, um, um, that basically, you know, the V going through kind of the program services, some, some of the program services the VA offers and that most veterans basically, if they're eligible, are going to, have to be forced into interacting with the VA at some point. And so, you know, these problems, I mean, are just, yeah, they're ubiquitous, basically just everywhere. So anyways, okay. 
So back to my thing. So I went ahead and decided to file, um, and I did a video on this, which hasn't been released yet. It did a how-to tutorial file congressional complaint slash inquiry video, basically sharing kind of like, as I go through and hack the VA life hacks type thing, daily life hacks, um, kind of sharing those experiences and, and sharing what others can learn from that, you know, that may be able to be in, informational, inspirational, or useful knowledge or whatever. And so I did a how to do that. And I, that video, I don't think it's come out yet. I think it's coming out tomorrow, actually, because I've got like a video a day pretty much coming out as well as podcasts at this point. And my podcast is way backed up still. I need to work on that. But anyways, the lives are being posted in real time. So so I went and filed the congressional complaint last night. I turned in the paperwork um, to the congressional office. And that, you know, won't be looked at. Obviously, it's a weekend right now until next week. But I was really proud of myself and felt relieved that I was able to get that knocked out, you know, because I thought it would take me longer than what it did. But I actually got that done pretty quick. So I was pretty happy about that. And then also, um, I went ahead and filed a complaint with the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs Office of Inspector General, OIG. Um, and actually, I'm going to go ahead and put up the, the banner of what I'm even talking about because there we go, OIG, Office Inspector General. Anyway, so I went ahead and did that, and actually it was the first time I ever recall being on their website at all. Um, they have a Veterans Affairs, um, U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, oh, yeah, U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, Office of Inspector General website, for those of you who don't know. And so I was on it for the first time ever last night, um, taking a look around. I really didn't know if I'd even be able to file a complaint because, you know, it's the government. And I just thought, oh, my God, you know, is this going to be like, who knows? It's so hard to file a complaint. I can't even figure it out or it takes so much of my time. I don't even have time to deal with this type of thing. But it actually didn't. They had a lot of different ways that you could complain <laughs> um, about the VA. And they have a lot of different, like they spell out basically exactly, you know, what it looks like. You know what? I think I'm actually going to share my screen and see about pulling it up right now so I can actually just show everyone um what the, what what I'm even talking about um that actually would probably be pretty cool probably could do that and then I could kind of do a like information about this and that would be nifty okay share screen okay um, it's my screen right now. Okay, so there we go. So this is the um Department of Veterans Affairs Office of Inspector General, you know, website, and it is let's see, va.gov backslash oig. And this has actually the hot, this is a, like a longer thing. So anyways, I'll go to like the home page and see if that pulls anything up. Okay. So this is like the whole page right here. You can kind of look at it. And then it, it says, okay, report wrongdoing. That's right here. Now I imagine, I don't even know if they're going to even handle my little report or not, because I can imagine they must get... And, you know, I talked about this with Ryan on his Comment Citizen podcast, so many freaking reports of, of wrongdoing this and that. And I mean, there's so much corruption mismanagement to go around. I mean, it's really just unreal. I imagine that, you know, there's probably more than what they can handle. I, I just, yeah, I don't know what to even say about that. 
All right, so I think I clicked this button. I did. Anyways, and then it says basically how to like submit a complaint about Veterans Affairs, okay? And so this is like another, you know, VA life hack right here, you know, how to how to complain about the VA to the OIG. All right? So, and it's so weird like the name Office of Inspector General, right? It's like it sounds so official. Anyways, so there's a lot of different ways to do it. They have this online form, which I thought was like overly burdensome, honestly, for someone trying to get through this pretty quick. They have like a number. It has their hours and stuff. They have the mailing address for those of you that love snail mail. I know I don't. Um, and then they have the facts. I'm kind of a big fan of the facts, okay? Um, especially for those of us that love digital facts. And then like right here, it goes into you know, about like what, what the deal is with them. And it says the OIG hotline receives screens, receives screens and determines the disposition of complaints. So I guess what's going to happen with them concerning veterans or VA that relates to potentially unlawful activity or potential violations of rules or regulations, fraud, waste and abuse and gross mismanagement of VA programs and operations. All right, so one thing I know for sure is that the VA is pretty bad at following rules. I know that because I work there. I know that as a veteran, um, they're really not super great at following their own rules. And I understand that the government has a lot of rules. But one thing that drives me crazy about the VA is that like, okay, like they I just, it's like they don't, they want other people to follow the rules, but like they don't want to follow the rules. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of their higher level managers, especially. All right. So like it. <laughs> I mean, this is like a low bar to file a complaint with the OIG against the VA because it's like if you could just identify one rule that the VA people have violated, specifically like their management as an example, okay, um, then you can file a complaint and we can file a complaint because, and let me tell you, like, I mean, if you're, okay, I'm a rule follower, all right, and so for me, it's not hard to like quickly identify a violation of a rule from people that don't like to follow the rules at the VA, which is most of these managers I've learned. Okay. And, you know, right now I'm dealing with a situation where it's very obvious I am being ignored by the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, Alexandria, Louisiana Veterans Affairs Medical Center on um, management because I'm inconvenient. I'm inconvenient. You know, I'm not going to allow them to treat me like a second class citizen. You know, I'm not going to allow them to pick my healthcare provider for me. Um, I'm not going to allow them to take away my, my informed consent rights. Um, I'm not going to allow them to, you know, treat me like, like nothing basically and disrespect me. So anyways, so I've found multiple rules that I believe have been violated by the Alexandria Louisiana Veterans Affairs Medical Center um, management, okay? I found multiple ones because I talked to, spoke with, um, let me stop sharing my screen. All right, I, uh, hold on. All right, I spoke with, let me see. I spoke with um, multiple managers a couple of different, well, multiple managers, safe to say. And, you know, some of these conversations are fairly uneventful. I'm trying to straighten up my little screen here. We're fairly uneventful, um, you know, and just getting some information and, you know, doing all the things and, you know, whatever. But then a couple of those conversations were, well, one in particular is extremely eventful. And then the second one of being coming eventful after the fact because of learning about some other stuff. A couple of them. So anyways, and so based upon those conversations, based upon, you know, learning more about the VA Mission Act 2018, the Deborah Sampson Act that directly applies to my situation and my um, ability to receive medical services through the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, um, you know, I absolutely believe that those laws um, are being violated. And once again, I'm not a lawyer, don't have a law degree, never been to law school, but I'd love to go. 
at this point, thanks to U.S. Department of Affairs inspiring me through um, all of their misconduct at this organization, which is just endless, endless. Um, I would love to learn more about how to enforce my legal rights with this organization that seems to be hellbent on violating them. So, you know, um, and I know I'm not the only one. So anyway, so that is an update of my situation of what I'm trying to do to enforce my legal rights at the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs so I'm not a helpless victim to this organization for the rest of my freaking life, okay? Like really trying hard not to be a helpless victim to the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. And so that's what I've done. I am not holding my breath that like anything major is going to come of this. And the reason I'm not is because of the fact that like, you know, um, as I said, the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs Office Inspector General, I imagine, is just overloaded with these kinds kinds of complaints. I I can't. I just have a hard time believing that they have an like enough staff to deal with this volume of complaints, especially when people are not held accountable. Like, there's no. Well, I, I take that back. Actually, the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs Office Inspector General are like the only entity that I know of that actually have succeeded in getting anyone terminated from their positions ever that actually need to be terminated. Um, I actually read a report about this, that they had done oversight of the, um, there was a, a, a investigation that they did and some, some follow-up that they did regarding some, I think, anonymous complaint that was filed about one of the region's office of general counsels, which is the legal arm of the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. And, um, they, it was spanned over, I think, multiple years, actually, because it was like they went in, they they made some recommendations, those recommendations were not being followed, and then they ended up coming back a number of years later and following up. I mean, I was like really impressed, honestly. I read the executive summary of this investigation. I may try to include it at a later time in the description of this below, but if you just type in like this information on this banner, the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs Office of General Counsel, and then also type in Office of Inspector General, you may you may be able to find what exactly what I'm talking about. It may pop up because I, I, I found it by accident when I was looking for something else. And I just read the executive summary because the whole thing is like so thick. Oh my gosh. And I was like, I don't have time to read this whole thing. But I read the executive summary, which is about a page or so, I think. A lot that was a lot in and of itself. And you know, they actually ended up terminating the employment of one of the um lawyers on staff um because of their their findings basically. And it was not done by the OIG, it was done, it wasn't done by the OIG, it was actually done by like the management, I guess, inside of the OGC. So, anyways, that was interesting, but that's just an example of how like the um US Department of Veterans Affairs Office Inspector General are really getting shit done at the VA somehow. And they've also made a lot of headway, which I'm so impressed with, with the Office of Inspector General, with like um these mishandling of certain claims regarding um military sexual trauma. Like they have come and, and actually made so much headway with that, where it's like made a huge difference in the lives of so many veterans now. And so like an uh, office inspector general is doing God's work as far as I'm concerned. Anyways, I have a pretty high opinion of this office. I'm like, wow, somebody's getting something accomplished at the VA. How is this possible in an oversight office? Because this never freaking happens. It's so much bureaucracy and nothing ever seems to get accomplished. And so watch my other videos for more about that. 
but yeah, so that's what I've done. And so I'm not like holding my breath that like my situation will be handled properly or followed up on timely or anything like that. You know, um, the OIG that I just mentioned, they, I'm sure they're bogged down with complaints. Um, who knows how long that could take if it's even looked at. I mean, hopefully they receive at least the information I sent to them because I did send it. Uh, the congressional plant complaint that I um, have filed that I sent last night, the paperwork, I think that will be much more handled, much more timely, but I'm not believing, I have no faith at all that the Alexandria Louisiana Veterans Affairs Medical Center Management are going to just get on board and, and do the right thing here um, because so far they have not at all. And, you know, I, I have a little bit of fear and nervousness, you know, about, you know, what more is going to happen at this point, you know, as far as how the VA management may treat me or what or what they may do to me, or if they're going to sick their um, lawyers after me because I'm speaking up and speaking out and trying to defend my legal rights for healthcare over here or what, I don't know. I don't know what they're up to. However, I think I'm probably giving them way too much credit when I think about this. I think that they're probably, you know, just... Uh, you know, enjoying their life, collecting their paychecks, and that I'm the furthest thing from their mind, along with all the other veterans whose medical referrals have likely been denied. And I don't have any insight info about that, but I just know, like, I'm not special, okay? So when some, when I experience something in life, I strongly suspect I'm not the only one experiencing that thing in life. And so with that said, I think that I'm probably not the only one whose um, medical referral is being, med referrals are being denied at just like, like it's nothing. And, and so who knows, but who knows, there could be something that comes out in the news for all I know in the coming weeks about this. And I'll be like, wow, I wasn't the only one. I was just one of many, but I was onto something there. And that's exactly what happened just recently. And I did the video live, I think a live video. Yeah. Live, yesterday about that, about that medical record video that I did where I was, um, talking about uh my own experience with the medical records of the VA called the wall wallpaper question mark video check that out <laughs> so I used to farm veterans for a saga playlist okay anyways but CCK law which I love their YouTube channel because it's so chock full of just information about like on um, military community law updates but they had actually you know made a mention about the backlog of records requests that remain unfilled at this point at the US Department of Veterans Affairs and it was I think if I'm not mistaken might be a little wrong because it's not fresh in my mind right now, but I actually put it in the other video, the description of the video in the podcast. And I think it was like 487,000 records requests remain unfilled with the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. So needless to say, I was not the only one having that problem. I'm still waiting for records right now. Um, but, you know, I know I'm going to get them. So it's not really stressing me or anything, but it's just as bigger, broader issue of just inefficiency and mismanagement at the VA. And um, I've done, I've covered this extensively in other videos, so I'm not going to go into that, you know, hugely. All right. Well, I have work to do. I need to go get ready for work and do all the things. So I'm going to, I'm going to go do that, but I wanted to share a quick update about my situation I'm doing in real time because, you know, I'm really committed to sharing my experiences the good, the bad, and the ugly, and my thoughts, and all that kind of stuff about, you know, this topic of the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, the saga that's been playing out in my life since I got out of the military, and that has been, I mean, that's been almost 10 years now, and so, unfortunately, you know, the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs has managed to fill up a significant portion of my life with their drama, mismanagement, and whatnot, so, um, 
yeah, that's this is just an ongoing life experience. And I'm I just hope that this information can inspire and encourage on some level other people dealing with US Department of Veterans Affairs, whoever you may be. Um, because I just know I felt greatly supported and encouraged by uh, videos and websites I visited from, you know, a couple of military veterans and a couple of um, law firms as well. You know, not everything I watch, in fact, most things I watch or read don't directly pertain to my situation and my problems, but I'm able to take something away from that and be encouraged by that and be inspired by that and be motivated by that. And, you know, I think that's, that's what's motivating me to share is that, you know, change can be created um, through through that, through the sharing of experiences and advocating for change as possible. And I believe that if I'm consistent and persistent enough that I will be able to affect change. And I think that we are all capable of affecting positive change um, for the most part. So, you know, just gotta keep the faith, which is very challenging when you're dealing with a supersized bureaucracy sent straight from hell that is frequently being enabled by its, you know, affiliates. All right, I wish you all the best. I hope you have a great weekend. Um, and if you're interested in these topics, related topics, and by the way, I don't just cover the video. I actually have done videos about in podcasts about many other things, um, addiction, anger management, domestic violence, a lot of different types of topics. So if you're interested in that, if you're interested in this, all you have to do is subscribe to my YouTube channel and you can uh, like like the new videos you like or whatever, that's fine, and or share them, that's fine. Or you can also follow the podcast, which is available every single place where you would like to listen to podcasts if you're into that, because my podcast is distributed everywhere. Okay. All right. That's it for today's live, no makeup, no hair, don't care video slash podcast. All right. Bye.